Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Are You Ready for Some Football right here on Movement Radio. I'm Talon Williams. I'm Chip Hazard. And it has been a pretty uh, <laughs> pretty different week in the NFL. Um, a lot of players got put on the COVID list. Um, a lot of notable players got put on the COVID list. Um, uh, so week 15 was a pretty interesting week. Uh, but yeah, before we get into week 16, uh, we're also going to be telling you guys about the Pro Bowl selections this upcoming year for the 2022 Pro Bowl selections. Uh, but before we do that, let's jump on. Let's kick it off with week 15. And we're going to kick it off with the Thursday nighter that went into overtime uh, between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Los Angeles Chargers. Kansas City pulled away with the victory 34-28. Um I don't know why this stupid thing wants to jump. I always hit the mute button. That being said, though, um, yeah, so it was a pretty interesting one. Uh, we'll kick it off with the Chiefs, of course. Pat Mahomes, 410 yards, three touchdowns and interception. Um, he also ran for 32 yards, matching uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire with 32. Uh, Michael Barton had only had one seven-yard rush, but it was a four touchdown, so that was good there. Uh, man, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey went off. Travis Kelsey had 10 receptions, 191 yards, and two touchdowns. Tyreek Hill, 12 receptions, 148 yards, and a touchdown. Um, Byron Pringle, Michael Barton, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Miko Harmon, they all got their numbers. Um, Now, Pat Mahomes did lose a fumble in this game, and it it, it almost cost him in the end. Um, uh, Anthony Hitchens with the interception for him. Uh, Nick Bolton with uh, 14 total tackles led led the team in tackles for the game. Um, no sacks for the uh, for the Chiefs this game, uh, and then you jump over to excuse me the Chargers and their statistics. Justin Herbert with 236 passing yards, two touchdowns, and the interception. Uh, Justin Jackson ran for 86 yards. Uh, Austin Eckler 59 yards and a touchdown. Justin Herbert also ran a touchdown in with a uh, 16 yards uh, total rushing. Um, Keenan Allen, six receptions, 78 yards and a touchdown. He was the leading receiver for that game for, for the game. Uh, Mike Williams kicked in with an extra 49 yards. Uh, now Joshua Kelly did have a fumble in this game. So that may have cost him. Joey Boza did cause a fumble. So therefore that kind of helped him out. Um, uh, Uchina, uh, Uzwa, I want to say that's how it's pronounced, uh, with the interception for the chargers and the, uh, leading tackler was, uh, Kaiser white with nine total tackles. Uh, Joey Boza also had a sack in this game. Um, so it came down to the wire again. We kind of reverted back to the Thursday nighters being the, the games that people look forward to the most. Um, you know, cause the last couple of weeks, the Thursday nighters have been kind of, eh, cause it's been one side of the fairs and blah, blah, blah. But it was close at the half, man. It was 10 to 14 with the chargers actually winning, uh, at the half. Um, how did you feel about this game overall? Uh, I, I thought it was a uh, it was a damn good Thursday night game. You know, like you said, we we've had a few meh Thursday nighters. They started off really hot, and the Thursday night was if you weren't watching the Thursday night game, you were missing one hell of a game. And then we got into this lull of eh, you know, unless you're really a fan of that team, you could have missed it and been okay. But this one, this one pulled it right back out. One hell of a game. Um, Justin Herbert is uh, doing phenomenal out there in L.A. Um, the Chiefs have figured out who they were again. They seem to be on that climb once again. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought this was a really good one. Yeah, I, I look forward to seeing because 
it, it, kind of like what you said last week, the more things change, the more things say, say the same. We talk about the Patriots and now it's, it's like, okay, Pat Mahomes, Travis, I mean, my God, I mean, Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill just went off. Like it was, it was one of those games where you're looking, you're like, damn, 22 between the two it was 22 receptions, three touchdowns. And if my math is correct, we're looking at like 339 yards receiving between the two of them. Like that's insane that those two together, you know, had that many numbers. You know, it, it, it's, 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 it, you see one receiver having a good game like this. Yeah. You kind of expect that, especially if it's an elite wide receiver, like a Tyreek Hill, but for him and Travis Kelsey to both put up those numbers in the same game. Yeah. It, it, but, but the, 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 here's the thing that, that concerns me, even though they did have those, games even though pat mahomes did throw 410 yards it still went into overtime so the high-powered offense people the the defenses especially defenses in that division are adjusting to that uh style of offense you know so would they have to change things up going forward from now because now it's like okay if the chargers can send them into overtime maybe we can make a couple of quick adjustments and possibly beat them so we will certainly see what happens there. Um, next game we're going to talk about is the Saturday night game, which I had the pleasure of watching over at my uh, father-in-law's house this past weekend. And this game was just – I honestly legit thought that the game was going to go – like I thought – okay, I'll just tell you guys straight up. Okay, it was the Indianapolis Colts and the New England Patriots. Indianapolis winning the game 27-17. to Indianapolis – scored 20 unanswered points in this game. And then in the fourth quarter, the Patriots come roaring back to 17 to 20. And then you think, oh man, the the, the Indy's going to blow a damn 20 point lead. And then <laughs> out of nowhere, just Jonathan Taylor just runs all over people again. But let's kick it off with the Patriots stats. Uh, Mac Jones, 199 yards, two touchdowns did have, th- but did throw two interceptions. Um, uh, Ramondre Stevenson, uh, 36 yards total rushing. Kendrick Bourne added 15 yards onto that. Uh, Hunter Henry, good game. You know, six receptions, 77 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Keneal Harry with 52 yards added on top of that. Um, and both Kendrick Bourne and Jacoby Myers both had 44. Um, and then the the, uh, the Devin McCourty with that interception, which he stretched out, you know, which the game – Kind of tilted on that. As soon as that interception happened, I was like, oh, man, they're going to come back and win this damn thing, aren't they? Uh, and Devin McCourty also had six tackles in this game. Uh, Adrian Phillips was the leading tackler with seven. Um, and uh, Diedrich Wise uh, and had had the, uh, the lone sack in this game for the Patriots. And then you look at the Colts, and I found it funny. And here's the reason why I find it funny. Carson Wentz, 57 total passing yards, one touchdown, one interception. Okay, and I thought I was like, man, Carson Wentz only threw 57 yards. What's going on here? Ah, but Jonathan Taylor, 29 carries, 170 yards and a touchdown. And the touchdown that he had was the big one in the fourth quarter that opened up and made it to where Indianapolis would win the game. Um, And again, not a whole lot of big passing yards in this game. Uh, Zach Parcell was the leading receiver with one catch, 23 yards. Uh, T.Y. Hilton had a 19-yarder, and uh, Neam Hines had an 8-yarder, which was a touchdown. 
Um, Darius Leonard and Bobby um, Okarik uh, both had interceptions in this game. D uh, Darius Leonard also had 10 total tackles and led the team in tackles to force Buckner with a sack. Um, this game, from all intents and purposes, the way that they played in the fourth quarter, like it, they played three great quarters and then New England started roaring back. And it's like, does that give you cause to pause the thing? Hmm, can are these the new Atlanta Falcons? Are they gonna be able to close? Because it was three separate occasions where Andy had a big lead and then they end up blowing it. Um, you know, the they could easily be eleven and three right now had they not blown those leads. Um oh, yeah. but how did you feel about but how did you feel about this game? Uh I, I mean, I thought it was a, a really good game. You know, it started out and you're like, damn, is this who Indy should have been the whole season right uh and you know is this really what the patriots are going to be and then the patriots find their groove and they make that comeback and you're like mm, damn this is a good game and you find yourself that me not being a patriots fan but i started like i found myself like starting to root for the patriots it's like come on guys come on you guys can do it uh now I do I do live by the mantra of FTC, you know fuck the right. Colts, fuck the Cowboys, fuck the Cardinals. Um, I understand, but but it was still like, man, I I was, you know, I was behind the Patriots. I was like, they're gonna make this comeback. Damn, this game yeah. got good really quick. Yeah, it did. It really did. And then you're thinking to yourself like, oh man, like if they could just get a first down, like in my head, I'm thinking, okay, you're ahead by, you're, you are ahead by three. You don't need to do anything crazy. Just run out the clock and end this game. And Jonathan Taylor's sitting back like, no, I don't think I will. I think I'm going to ice it. And boom, just straight up the gut. Uh, you know, it, he broke them two tackles. I think he broke a Devin McCourty tackle and, uh, not it was either high tower with somebody else can't remember but he just ran and i was like "Ooh!" as soon as that run happened i was like all right that's game <laughs> clicked over to something else yeah. but yeah man um and and jonathan taylor's getting a lot of uh a lot of consideration now for mvp which is amazing to me because derrick henry was running i mean not i mean these numbers were i mean they're derrick henry numbers but derrick derrick henry Never considered an MVP candidate, but now all of a sudden Jonathan Taylor's considered an MVP candidate. Like, what's the difference between what's what he's doing now and what Derrick Henry did just a couple just last year and the year before? I that's the thing. Like, I, I don't understand why. Um, I don't understand why Derrick Henry wasn't MVP last year. Um, he he definitely should have been. Uh, he was definitely on track to be an MVP candidate this year, but, uh, you know, unfortunately he, he was injured and now you have this other running back who, you know, kind of came out of nowhere. He, he was kind of in the shadow of Derrick Henry. And now all of a sudden everybody's like, Oh, Oh, MVP, MVP, MVP. Well, where was those MVP talks last year when Derrick Henry was running all over people? Right. I, know, I think it's it's a Tennessee thing or something. They just don't yeah. like Tennessee or something. I don't know. <laughs> it must be because I mean Derrick Henry was stiff arming people's souls out of them. And right. I still you know, don't think nothing. Josh Norman's recovered. 
he still hadn't recovered. All right. So we're going to go to the Sunday games. We're going to kick it off with a game. Um, I think we all had this one uh, picked pegged for Dallas. Dallas did pull away with the victory against the New York Giants 21 to 6. Um, again, this was one of those games that, I mean, it was kind of, I mean, the writing was already on the wall. We kind of already knew what was going to happen. Uh, Dak Prescott. Uh, 217 yards and a touchdown. Not a big game, but he really didn't need a big game. Um, uh, Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott both ran for a combined 126 uh, yards, and Ezekiel Elliott had a, had a touchdown. Dalton Schultz, who's becoming a pretty good playmaker for Dallas, eight receptions, 87 yards and a touchdown. CeeDee Lamb had 50. Michael Gallup had 32. Um and even Ezekiel and Tony Pollard kicked in with 20 and 13, respectively. Um, Amari Cooper, only eight reset, only eight yards in this game. Um, but, you know, maybe they're saving it for some time later. Maybe they'll turn it around. Who knows? That, um, that could be. I, I don't know. I seen that, and I was like, man, what is what is going on? Like, he's the, the perennial receiver for that team, and he's only getting eight yards. Uh, and I didn't see how many targets he had. Um, Five. So Okay, five targets, eight yards. Was he two receptions? Team, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't see the game. That would be my guess. That would be my estimation is that he was doubled the whole time, because Dalton Schultz. Let's be honest, Dalton Schultz is maybe, and when you look at every other player that's on this roster, he's probably maybe third, fourth, wide out, maybe behind right. Cooper, Lamb, and Gallup, maybe. But I mean, hell, I mean. That just proves how dangerous Dallas is, though. If you're if your fourth best receiver has eight receptions and sixty seven yards and a touchdown, that should tell you something, you know. Um, now Dak did it, it did get into some trouble losing a fumble, so that did you know it didn't cost him a lot, but it it could have. Uh, and Demarcus Lawrence also with a fumble, with a forced fumble in this game. Malik Hooker, Jordan Lewis, and uh, uh, <laughs> my guy, man Trayvon Diggs. How can Trayvon Diggs not be in the MVP consideration? Uh, defensive MVP consideration just because of the interceptions, which was my whole thing with uh, Xavier Howard last year. Because I mean, look at all the interceptions that he had, you know. But you know, maybe not, maybe not defensive MVP because I think other players are a little bit higher up on the bracket. But man, definitely, right. he, he definitely deserves some consideration to be in the top corner in the game right now. Um, and then you know, obviously, and Malik Hooker was also the leading tackler with six. Uh, Keanu uh, Neal and uh, Trayvon Curse also had six. Um, uh, Denoris Armstrong and Neville uh, Gallimore shared a sack in this game. And, uh, you know, they did pretty good. Now, as far as the Giants go, oh, my God. <laughs> Mike Glennon had 99 yards and three interceptions in this game. They went to Jake Fromm, formerly of the University of Georgia, and he only threw 82 yards in this game. Um, uh, Devontae Booker ran for 74 yards. Saquon Barkley ran for 50. Um, the leading receiver was uh, Kenny Galladay with 53 yards total receiving on three receptions. Um, and Saquon also lost a fumble in this game. Uh, the leading tacklers for the for the for the game, the lead tackle was uh, Tay Crowder with 12 total tackles. Uh, now Lorenzo Carter did have two sacks in this game, so you know we'll, we'll give him love there, but. Man, just all around and not a good performance by the New York Giants. I'm I'm pretty sure the Giants at four and ten, they're they're maybe one more loss away from like, no, you're you're done in playoff contention. You know, right. if they're not already out of playoff contention at this point. But other than that, what did you think about the game? Uh it was terrible. Yeah. 
there's there's no other way around it. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it, the thing is, is uh, the Cowboys came out and did what we expected them to do, uh, right. and the Giants did what we expected them to do. I mean, the Giants are bad, so you know why would we expect them to do any better than bad? Right. No, no, I agree with that 100%. Uh, so we're going to move on from that game to another game that I know you're happy about, the Houston Texans and the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Houston Texans win 30-16 to in a game that really wasn't a contest after the, after the first half. I was like, yeah, there's, there's no way they're coming back. Um, so Davis Mills, 209 yards, two touchdowns and interception. Uh, Rex Burkhead, David Johnson, Royce Freeman, and Davis Mills all combined uh, to rush for only 75 yards in this game, um, but it was good yards that they needed. Uh, Brandon Cooks, probably the best game that he's had all season, seven receptions, 102 yards, and two touchdowns. Philip Dorsett also had 43 yards receiving, and Jordan Atkins with 24. Um, you know, uh, Trevius Thomas, <coughs> excuse me, had um, had 11 total tackles uh, alongside with Garrett Wallow uh, with 11 as well. And uh, he had a sack also. Chris Smith had a sack. Derek Rivers had a sack. Um, just really, really just the defense in this really stepped up uh, for the Texans. And then you go over to the Jacksonville Jaguars minus uh, Urban Meyer. I think that was another big story this week that we didn't get a chance to talk about. But Urban Meyer did get relieved of his duties as head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars amidst a lot of controversy. We'll get into that subject in just a second. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, 210 yards uh, total passing for Trevor Lawrence, no touchdowns yet, no interceptions. Uh, James Robinson ran 75 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Trevor Lawrence also kicked in with 21 yards himself. Uh, James O'Shaughnessy was the lead receiver at 60 yards. Laquan Treadwell with 57. Um, and then Tyson Campbell was the, had the lone interception for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, Andrew Wigard, uh, nine total tackles, led the team. Malcolm Brown with the inter- Malcolm Brown with uh, the only sack for Jacksonville in this game. Um, yeah, so, you know, Houston pulled out a victory, so hell yeah for them. Um, uh, so how did you feel after the win? Like, I, I know you're out of playoff contention, but, like, as far as pride goes, because you're always – anytime you're playing a division opponent, it's always a big uh, to-do. So how did you feel about getting the victory over the Jaguars? I, I mean, I, I expected it. The Jaguars, again, they're they're terrible. Uh, right. and, and I wouldn't, ex- I mean, it, it wouldn't have surprised me had the, uh, the Texans lost, uh, you know, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's really weird to say it's like they're almost finding themselves. Uh, Davis Mills is kind of trying to start to show up, uh, and, and, become a uh not an elite but a a, a decent quarterback right. um you know i mean on the season he's got uh almost 2000 passing yards 10 touchdowns uh so it, that's pretty good uh i i think i it, i know we're not talking about next season yet but i think uh, the Texans should probably roll with with Mills for next season, as well. Um, but but the standout there is the uh, the defense. Right. The, the Texans defense 
has been uh I, I know they've lost a lot of games but they've really been pretty lights out all season uh you know forcing fumbles getting interceptions uh left and right i mean you know Kymie Gregor Hill, he had 94 total tackles. Uh, Christian Kirksey's at 73. Uh, Kymie Gregor Hill's got three sacks on the season. Uh, three sacks, one interception. And two forced fumbles, so that's good. Uh, Desmond King, uh, uh, two, two interceptions, uh, one forced fumble. You know, so they're... The defense is stepping up. the The offense isn't doing so well. So, right. I didn't even mention uh, Trayman Smith with the uh, with the uh, with the kickoff return for a touchdown. So that was another yep. one. That was, uh, that was another good one. Yeah. Yeah. Special teams player of the week. Uh, ninety eight yard. Uh, yep. It was it was a ninety eight yard uh, kickoff return, all yep. the way to the house. So, yeah. Um, before I jump on to the next game, what are your thoughts on the Jacksonville Jaguars canning uh, Urban Meyer? Uh, I mean, I that's one of those I, I kind of expected it um, in in a sense, but didn't expect it, if you know what I mean. Right. Uh, you know, first season as a head coach, never coached in the NFL before. Uh, there's going to be some growing pains. Uh, and I think most of what caused his his outing there was his off-field antics. Right. Um, well, and and maybe kicking the player. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You you got fired for kicking the kicker, you know. You yeah. Know, and, 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 and Shad Khan, you know, he – now, granted, like, like, Tony, you take care of AEW. I'll take care of the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> you know, like – let me figure out what we're going to do from this point forward. Yeah. Um, now the, the, the one thing that sticks out to me about this, this whole thing is, is the fact that the Jaguars organization has come out and said, they are not going to honor uh, urban Myers contract. They're not going to pay him another dime for, uh, mm. for his services. So I think this is going to go into a legal battle. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking too. It's probably going to be something for the courts instead of the field. if you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, but we'll move on from that, uh, for right now. And I'm sure there'll be some more news about it later. And when that happens, we'll be reporting it here on movement radio. Uh, but let's go to the next game, a game that I honestly was shocked. Um, okay. Maybe, maybe shocks, not the word surprise would be more the word. It's not, it's not as bad. Um, but the Pittsburgh Steelers pulled off the victory against the Tennessee Titans, 19 to 13, uh, in a game that I really thought was going to go the other direction, but let's break it down. Uh, Ryan Tannehill with 153, uh, 153 yards, zero touchdowns, but he did have that interception. Uh, uh, Deontay Foreman ran his ass off in this game, man. 22 carries and 108 yards. I'm a Uh, huge Deontay Foreman fan, by the way. Right, right, right. Um, but, and, you know, and, and Ryan Tannehill did get that uh, touchdown, that rushing touchdown um, as well. Uh, Nick Westbrook Eichen, I want to say that's how it's pronounced, um, 32 total receiving yards, leading receiver, Chester Rogers with 30, uh, uh, Deontay Foreman with 27, and Jeremy uh, McNichols with 25. Um, Tannehill fumbled twice, lost one. Anthony uh, Fertsky, 
Fersker. I want to say that's how it's pronounced. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, Fersker. There you go. Fersker lost a fumble. Uh, Racing McMath lost a fumble. Like the, the, the fumbleitis was all over the place, ladies and gentlemen. It was bad. Um, Zach Cunningham was a leading tackler um, with six total tackles in the game. Um, Naquan Jones had a sack. Uh, uh, Danico Autry had a sack. Bud Dupree had a sack. Uh, so, the def- so the defense did definitely try in this game. Now, as far as Pittsburgh goes, Pittsburgh didn't really have that good of a game in terms of just, I mean, whew, this it was it, it, it was terrible in some aspects. Um, ben Roethlisberger, only 148 yards passing. My God, Najee Harris and Deontay uh, Johnson only ran combined for 28 yards. Ch- uh, Chase Claypool also rushed for uh, seven yards. Ben Roethlisberger ru- rushed the ball three times, had zero yards, but he had the touchdown. <laughs> that, that, that's a weird stat line. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Deontay Johnson also had, was a leading receiver at 38 uh, re- uh, receiving yards. Uh, Pat Firemuth with 37. James Washington with 36. Um, and Arthur um, Mallet, Mullet, um, I want to say that's Mallet, Mallow, something, whatever, uh, had a forced fumble in this game. Cameron Sutton had a forced fumble. Derek uh, Tutsky, Tutska had a forced fumble in this game. Uh, Joe Chabert had the interception in this game. Mika Fitzpatrick was everywhere on the field, man. 14 total tackles. Terrell Edmonds also had 10 total tackles on top of that. Uh, JJ, uh, JJ, why do I keep wanting to say JJ? It's not JJ, it's TJ. Stop it, Talon. TJ Watt, um, five total tackles, but he had a sack and a half and a tackle for a loss. Uh, Chris Wormley with a, with a uh, sack as well. Uh, and Cameron Haywood uh, helped out uh, TJ with one of the sacks as well. Um, also, uh, Derek uh, Tuska also had a sack in this game as well. Uh, Chris Boswell had, was five for four. I'm sorry, four for five on uh, field goals in this game. And... Um, uh, Presley Harvin the uh, third uh, was uh, had, had, had committed five punts. I was reading that the wrong way. Okay, never mind. Um, Percy Harvin. At first, second I thought it said Percy Harvin. I'm like Percy Harvin's a punter now. What the hell happened? But anyway, um, so how did you feel about this game? Uh, I mean, I, I kind of picked Tennessee to win this one, uh, right? But I don't expect them to do too well. Knowing that they got Derrick Henry, AJ Brown, Marcus Johnson, Cameron Batson, all on IR. Uh, their right tackle, Brandon Kemp, is also on IR. Tight end Tommy Hudson is also on IR. Uh, and that's just on the, the offense. Defense, you got BJ Bello, uh, Rashad Weaver, uh, Trayvon Coley, uh, Caleb Farley, Chris Jackson all on IR, uh, special teams, punt, uh, the, the punt kicker, uh, Sam Ficken is on IR. They've got a lot of people on IR and a lot of people that they depend on, uh, to, to make plays, you know, so they're, they're going with, we, we got Deontay Foreman who, uh, coming out of college was the, the best running back of his college class. Um, then you got an aging Julio Jones, you got, uh, Nick Westbrook Akini, uh, who is, if I'm not mistaken, he's a rookie. Um, you know, so he's no, it's his second season. I'm sorry, might as well be a rookie. Um, yeah, <laughs> well, it was one know. or two years, right? 
He's in his rookie deal, pretty much. Right. Uh, who and Chester Rogers, uh, who are all you know having to step up. And we've said it, you know, a hundred million times. Without Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill's offense, you know, he the 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 teams know. All right, they're not going to run the ball as much because Derrick Henry's not there, and if they do we have a better chance of stopping these other guys, you know, Jeremy McNichols, uh, Dontrell Hillard and Deontay Foreman better than we right. do Derrick Henry. Cause Derrick Henry's uh, like three guys running at you full steam ahead. Right. It's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I mean, the injury bug has definitely hurt the Titans more. Like I think if all those other pieces, like even if you did lose Derrick Henry, which I mean, Derrick Henry was the biggest loss, but if you had all those other players around, you could you could probably make a little bit more noise. I mean, granted, the the, the Titans are still nine and five, so they're not completely out of the dark, you know, in terms of um, in terms of like playoff bursts or anything. I mean, because they're still a playoff team. It's just once they get in the playoffs, how are they going to manage at that point? You know. Um, I mean, we will certainly see whenever whenever that time comes. Um, but let's jump from that game to a game that I was happy about. I was paranoid, paranoid as shit about it, but it happened. They made it work. Uh, the Miami Dolphins and the New York Jets. The Miami Dolphins win thirty-one to twenty-four. Let's go ahead and kick you kick you off with the stats. Zach Wilson, one hundred and seventy yards passing, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Excuse me, Tevin Coleman ran for fifty yards. Uh, Michael Carter ran for 18, Austin Walter eight uh, for 12. Zach Wilson ran for 12 and also had a touchdown. Uh, Braxton Burrows from the U, uh, 10 rushing yards and a touchdown. So the two rushing, so they got two rushing touchdowns uh, on the game. Uh, Jameis uh, Jamison Crowder with 40 yards uh, receiving. He was the lead receiver. Ryan Griffin with 39. Uh, Tyler Croft with 35. Um, Zach Wilson did lose a fumble in this game, so that definitely helped us. Um, Aston Davis and Brendan Eklo. Eccles, sorry, uh, both had interceptions in this game. C.J. Mosley going all out in this game, 12, uh, 14 total tackles. Uh, Quincy Williams also had uh, 11 total tackles in this game. Um, Sheldon Rankins uh, had the uh, had the lone sack for the team in this game, um, and you know it it was it was pretty brutal. But you move over to Miami, uh, Tua. Had 196 yards, two touchdowns, and uh, two interceptions, as we mentioned previous. Uh, Duke Johnson, bruh. <laughs> Thank you, Duke Johnson. Welcome to the family. 22, uh, 22 carries, 107 yards, and two touchdowns. Ran all over that Jets defense. Uh, Miles Gaskin kicked in with 54 yards as well. Uh, Tua also jumped it, pitched in with 19. Uh, Devontae Parker had probably the best game that he's had all season. Uh, 68 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Isaiah Forge finally, you know, started making good plays for us, 50, 51 yards total. Mike Jaseski with 43. Um, and Duke Johnson even pitched, uh, you know, pitched in on some receiving yards with 20. Um, and then uh, now, now, Clay, I still can't pronounce this guy's name. Uh, Clayton Fahidlam, I want to say that's how it's pronounced, uh, did lose a fumble in the game. So that did, you know, it almost hurt us. Um, Emmanuel Ogbe though did have the fumble recovery off the Zach of the, of the Zach uh, 
uh, Styler uh, forced fumble uh, in the game. But Jerome Baker, leading tackler with seven total tackles, two sacks. Andrew Van uh, Ginkle, um, a sack. Brandon Johnson with a sack. Uh, Brandon Jones with a sack, I'm sorry. Uh, Zach uh, Snyler also had a sack. Emmanuel Ogbe also had a sack. So just you get a sack. You get a sack. You get a sack. Damn, Christian Wilkinson scored a touchdown in this game. You know, like what? What happened? You know, like, I mean, just when your defensive end lines up in the fullback position and just runs a small little flat route and Tua just chunks it to him, it's like, whoa. Like, no one was expecting the def- the defensive lineman. Like, you see the defensive lineman come in on the offensive set, you're thinking, okay, he's in here to block or something. Nah, he making the score. Kind of like how a um, uh, long, long time ago when Warren Sapp uh, played that one offensive play uh, for Tampa Bay and scored the touchdown, and he did that goofy dance in the end zone. Um how do you feel about this particular game with the Dolphins and the Jets? Uh, I was uh, very scared for the Dolphins. Yes, <laughs> I was scared. Um, they, they they should have uh, won this game pretty handedly, and and they didn't. Uh, congrats to, to Duke Johnson, uh, former Houston Texan. Um, hey, at least he didn't go to Arizona. Yeah, well, <laughs> like all the other ones do right uh but congrats to him uh i always had high hopes for him when uh he came from cleveland because cleveland didn't use him right uh he no. came in uh and then he didn't really get used right in in houston either um it it became a uh you know they did the trade for um david johnson and you know they gave up arguably the best wide receiver in the nfl for a third rate running back at that point right that was so not a good move no, <laughs> well that no, was a bill o'brien move so that, that, that was something. a bill o'brien move um you know so i felt bad for for duke johnson to begin with um right so yeah, I All congratulations right. to Duke Johnson. Uh, you guys need to step it up and do better against teams that are terrible. <laughs> I got no excuse for that. Yeah, we definitely do. Uh, we'll see what happens if we make the playoffs. Uh, and I say if we make the playoffs because there's a shit ton of teams that are 7-7 seven to seven right now. But let's go to the one game this week that I personally think was the shocker of the week. The damn Detroit Lions beat the Arizona Cardinals, not by a, a not by one point, not by a field goal, not even by a touchdown, by sixteen points. No, no, I'm sorry, eighteen points by eighteen points. My math is off. Eighteen points. The Detroit Lions, thirty to twelve, was the score for this game. Let's break it down. The Cardinals. Kyler Murray, 253, I'm sorry, 257 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Colt McCoy came in and had had a little had a cup of coffee for a minute. Uh, he was six of nine for 56 yards. Uh, Chase Edmonds ran for 53 yards. James Conner kicked in with 39 yards. Uh, Christian Kirk did have a good game, probably the best game he's had uh, all year. Nine receptions, 94 yards, and a touchdown. Zach Ertz kicked in 74. AJ Green kicked in 64. Um, 
and uh, James Cotter also kicked in with 31. Uh, yeah, I mean, Jalen Thompson with 10 total tackles in this game. Uh, Marcus Golden with um, with the sack in this game, along with Jordan Phillips. Um, so, you know, they did admirable job on the defense. But then you look at Detroit, and my God, where's this Jared Goff been? Like, Jared Goff, 216 yards, three touchdowns in this game. Craig Reynolds ran 26 carries, 122 yards, I'm sorry, 112 yards in this game, okay? Amon Ross St. Brown probably had his best game of his life, eight receptions, 90 yards, and a touchdown. Josh Reynolds also six receptions, 68 yards, and a touchdown. Jason uh, Cabenda, I want to say that's how it's pronounced, or Cabenda, uh, one reception, but it was six yards, and it was four touchdown. Um, uh, Godwin... I can't pronounce that name. Uh, didn't have a force fumble. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Sometimes some of these names I can't pronounce, and I apologize. I should do better. Um, and then uh, Amari Awari, I want to say that's how it's pronounced, uh, with the interception in this game. Charles Harris, um, you know, 12 total tackles in this game, a sack and a half, along with Jesse uh, Lumineer with a half a sack. Um, yeah, me personally, bro, this game – was the shocker of the week. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, there's no way that I would have thought ever that Detroit was going to beat them. But uh, holy cow. <laughs> right? Not only did they beat them, but they beat them decisively. Right. When you score 17 unanswered points against that team, like – it it literally blew me away. Like, like we were like we were coming back. Uh, we were coming back home from uh, from LJ, uh, and then like I was uh, I got to the house, and I'm sitting there. You know, we had a pretty you know pretty cool weekend. You know, we were sitting down, and I was just, I looked at my phone and I was scrolling through my phone to see some of the scores, and I legit thought my phone because my phone's I'll just straight up say it. My phone's a piece of shit, and like it it really is. Like it'll play apps that I'm not using. It'll cut apps off that I'm using. It rings all by itself. Someone tries to call and I can't answer. It's a piece of shit phone. So that's why I was thinking. I'm thinking, okay, this is, this is giving me a bad score. Like this isn't real, you know? And then I check the, then I check the, I go to my actual la- uh, desktop computer and look up the score and it's like, oh shit, it's real. <laughs> you know, what the hell happened? Arizona, Arizona has not been playing like the Arizona team. That started off this season. Are they running out of gas? What do you What do you think is going on over there? I, I the injury bug has gotten them. Um, I know they were. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, they're so they're without DeAndre Hopkins. He's on IR. Uh, they're without uh, Robert Alford. He's on IR. Uh, Zach Ertz has he's been very limited. Uh, due to a hamstring injury, Rondell Moore has had an ankle injury. Uh, Marcus Golden has had a knee injury. Isaiah Simmons has had a shoulder injury. Um, they kind of fell into that that Tennessee uh, category. It, it, the injury bug has hurt them a lot. Right. Right. You know what, and, and that might be the thing that's holding them back the most right now is the injuries. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I, I mean, without a doubt, I mean, 
but but, but even still, that's still a. <laughs> I mean, but still, though, I mean, you still have enough good players on that team to at least beat the, to at least beat Detroit. But you know, any given Sunday, right? Right, <laughs> right. All right, so we're gonna move on to that one to another one. Um, shout out Sean Thompson, Thompson Personal Training. Uh, his Bills finally won a, a good, decisive game. Uh, <laughs> I'm fucking with you, man. Uh, yeah, but the Bills did beat the Carolina Panthers 31 to 14 in a game that they should have won and they did win. Um, let's break down the highlights real quick or the statistics. Cam Newton, man, 150, 156 yards for Cam Newton and a, t- and a touchdown. Did have an interception, though. He was also the team's leading rusher with 71 rushing yards and a touchdown. Uh, Chubba Hubbard ran for 40 yards. Uh, and Robbie Anderson even got in on the rushing attempts and had 33 yards of his own. Uh, Amir uh, Abudala with uh, 48 uh, receiving yards and a touchdown in this game. DJ Moore with 48 also. Uh, Robbie Anderson also had 29 as well. Uh, now, Cam Newton did uh, fumble the ball twice. It was recovered. So, it, you know, it was recovered by the offense. So, he was okay there. Uh, Jeremy Chin with the interception in this game for the uh, for the Carolina Panthers. He was also the leading receiver – I'm sorry, the leading defensive player, leading tackler at seven total tackles in this game. Um, Hassan Riddick uh, with a half a sack. Uh, Yator Gross Matso, uh, Matos, I'm sorry, uh, two and a half sacks in the game and a tackle for a loss on five tackles. Uh, also, Brian Burns showed up and had a tackle, as, uh, I'm sorry, a sack in this game as well. So they did, you know, come through in the sack department, at least for the time being. But you look over to Buffalo, Buffalo getting back to their winning ways. Josh Allen, 210 yards and three touchdowns, but he did have that interception. Uh, Devin Singletary. 22 carries, 86 yards, and a touchdown rushing. Uh, Gabriel Davis comes out of nowhere, five receptions, 85 yards, leading receiver with two touchdowns. Stephon Diggs with 35 yards and a touchdown. Cole Beasley with 35 yards. Dawson Knox with 38 yards in this game. Um, and uh, A.J. Klein with the interception in this game. Uh, a lot of a lot of uh, defended passes in this game from a lot of different players. Um, Dane Jackson had seven total tackles in this game. Um F. Ubada, uh, two sacks in this game, along with uh, Teron Johnson, a sack. Star La Latulia, La I want to say that's how it's pronounced, also had a sack in this game. So they were just just beasting on the defense. Um, was this game typical of what you expected was going to happen? And how did you feel about it? Yeah, this is. I mean, this is what you would think Buffalo should do. Um. And you know they've they've kind of been hit or miss the last few weeks, but this is this is what they should be doing, right? No, I agree hundred percent. This is one that you know should have gone the way that it that it that it should have went, and it did go the way that it was supposed to go. Um, that being said, let's move on to the next game. Uh, this one, whew, this one is. It, I think this game is less about the score and more about the injury that took place. Um. The Cincinnati Bengals defeated the Denver Broncos fifteen to ten. Um, unfortunately, though, that's uh, that's not really the big uh, issue. Uh, when we get to it, I'll tell you guys in a second. Uh, Joe Burrow. Let's kick it off with the Bengals first. Joe Burrow with one hundred fifty-seven yards uh, passing and a touchdown. Uh, Joe Mixon ran for fifty-eight. Uh, uh, Samaji uh, Perrine ran for thirty. Um, Tyler Boyd was the leading receiver, uh, five receptions, 56 yards and a touchdown. T Higgins had 23, uh, J, 
CJ uh, Uzma with 18. Um, uh, Jermaine Pratt, 15 total tackles and a half a sack in this game. Larry Ogunjabi with um, a sack and a, a sack and a half in this game. Trey Hendrickson with a half a sack. Marcus Bailey with a half a sack. Uh, Von Bell, six total tackles in this game. Uh, DJ Reader also had a tackle for a loss in this game. Um, Evan McPherson, three for three as far as field goals is concerned. Um, so they definitely stepped up. Uh, for the Broncos, Teddy Bridgewater at this point, 98 yards. And unfortunately, that's all he had because he ran and he took a monster. Like he dove for the first down and then just got clocked. Um, and just his head went, his head got drove straight into the, uh, the, the field. And he, he, it looked like he was dead. Just, he wasn't moving. He looked lifeless. Like, oh God, like, like I literally, I seen the play happen. I literally felt sick to my stomach. How did you, before I finish the rest of this, let me finish the rest of the statistics real quick. Um, Javante Williams, 72 yards rushing Melvin Gordon, 53 yards rushing in this game. Um, Albert Awagaba with uh, 58 total rece- receivings. Noah Fant with 57. Uh, Tim Patrick with 42 courtless and a touchdown. Um, Drew Locke uh, stepped in for uh, uh, Teddy Bridgewater with 88 yards and a touchdown. But he and he also um, but he did lose a fumble in this game, so that could have hurt. Then that probably did hurt him in the long run. Uh, Byron Browning with 10 total tackles in this game. Shelby Harris with a sack. Justin Simmons with a sack and a half. Jonathan Cooper with a half a sack in this game. Excuse me. Um, so, aside from the game, we'll, we'll, I mean, obviously, tell me what you think about the game, but the injury to Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, I, man, I hope Teddy Bridgewater's okay. That was, uh, that was definitely a, a sickening hit. And it wasn't even the fact that it was – a hard hit because it didn't look like it was a super hard hit. It's, no. it's how Teddy came down uh, kind of face first um, and everything. It, it just, man, it, the way he, he was laying there after the fact and he was, he was basically lifeless. Yeah. Uh, like that scared me. That worried me. Um, now I know that they have, um, already ruled him out for week 16, which is good. Um, yes. You know, he, he remained hospitalized overnight um, due to that. Uh, it, it, it was ruled as a concussion. Um, now, how, how severe of a concussion that's, you know. Right. Well, here's that's up well, to the doctors to decide, but. Right. Um, well, it says right here, um, uh, uh, the head coach, uh, Vic, uh, Fangito, Fang, Fangio, that's, is that how his last name is pronounced? I I think it's, Uh, I think it's Fangio. Okay. Uh, it says that he said Monday morning, this was Monday morning when they, when he goes, I just spoke to him a few minutes ago. He's been released from the hospital. He is home and he's resting comfortably. He sounds a lot better than, than this morning than he did last night. Um, he just sounded really tired this morning when I just spoke to him, he sounded much better. Uh, and it said that he, as, as the Broncos medical and training staff attend to Bridgewater, both teams look on the field to Canadian, okay, whatever. Um, it said that he said, he, I said a quick 
couple of Hail Marys. Um, and he said, it says Bridgewater is highly unlikely to return to the field, uh, for the Broncos. Like what you said against the Raiders. Um, he is going into percu- uh, concussion protocol. Um, he, he still needs to have an impact test and things of that nature. Um, and, uh, the chances of him coming back to the field this week are null and void. Um, possibility for the next game afterwards is a wait and see kind of thing um so yeah man prayers to teddy bridgewater man because i mean that who that was a bad hit that he took um that being said though as far as the game is concerned how did you feel about the outcome uh i mean i I, up until that point i thought it was a a pretty decent game right uh but yeah after that it it just kind of was like it was like all the air had been taken out of the Broncos and um because that that injury was on their mind exactly yeah anytime a bad injury like that happens you're obviously like man like I, I you, you and that's and that's the thing man like here's the thing like I hate the New York Jets I fucking hate them but if Zach Wilson went down and he looks lifeless, even me as a diehard, you know, hater of the Jets would be like, oh, fuck, I hope he's okay. You know, I mean, like, I mean, if you're a Chiefs fan or a, or a Chargers fan or a Raiders fan, you know, your hated rival is the Broncos. If that happens, you're just like, God, man, I hope he's okay. You know, because at some point, shit goes beyond sports. You know what I'm saying? Like, we didn't know what was going on with him at this point. Like we didn't know if he was, you know, I mean, obviously he got knocked out, you know, and now you worry about concussions. You worry about hell. You worry about in this day and age, you worry about CTE. You worry about brain damage. You worry about things of that nature. You know, you don't want, you don't, you don't want to wish that upon anybody, you know, regardless of team or whatever, you know? Um, so yeah, prayers to Teddy Bridgewater. Hopefully he gets back on the field soon, and, uh, you know, hopefully he can, you know, be okay when this is all said and done. Uh, that being said, let's jump on to the next game, the San Francisco 49ers and the Atlanta Falcons. Whew. These teams had reverse scores. 31-13, um, to 13, the, the 49ers did win. Uh, hit you with the stats real quick. Let's go for the Falcons first. Matt Ryan, 236 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Mike Davis, only 21 yards rushing. Matt, Matt Ryan kicked in with 20 of his own. Cordell Patterson had 18. Uh, Russell Gage, which I've said it last week and I'll say it again this week. Russell Gage is now, in my opinion, probably the premier wide receiver for the Atlanta Falcons. Let's just hope that he can you know, maintain this level of production. Eight receptions, 91 yards, and a touchdown. Kyle Pitts kicked in with four receptions, 77 yards. Um, uh, Matt Ryan, unfortunately, did lose a fumble in this game, so that did count against them, unfortunately. Uh, Foy Olicum with 10 total tackles, was leading Deion Jones with seven total tackles, zero sacks to speak of in this game whatsoever, and our boy Young Hoku did hit two field goals, so there you go. Um I don't know why we say our boy. It's just he, he's got one of the coolest names in the NFL. I'm sorry. Um, it's top three. It's between him, Devon Diablo, and Chubba Hubbard, not in my opinion. Um, but right. then you go to the 49ers. Uh, Jimmy G, 235 yards uh, passing, uh, one touchdown, um, which one touchdown is all you need. Uh, Jeff Wilson ran all over the field, 21 carries, 110 yards, and a touchdown. 
Uh, Debo, Debo Samuel only had six carries, 29 yards, a touchdown. Uh, Kyle Jessick uh, with uh, one carry, six yards, and a touchdown. Um, uh, Jawan Jennings, 28 yards receiving and a touchdown. George Kittle with, was the leading receiver with 93 reception, 93 receiving yards on six receptions. Debo Samuel, four receptions on with 60 yards. Um Jimmy G uh, did have a fumble, but he, but he did get it back. Uh, although Jermichael Hasty did lose a fumble in this game. Uh, Nick Vosa with a fo- forced fumble in this game. And uh, Fred Warren was a leading uh, tackler with nine total tackles. Samuel Abukam uh, with a sack in this game. Arden Key with a sack in this game. Nick Boza with a sack in this game. Um, definitely did a good job there. How would you feel about the 49ers and the Falcons? I mean, it's it's what I expected from the 49ers. They've got a lot of talent on that team. They do. Uh, and, and Atlanta just hasn't been playing good at all. So there is that. Right. I mean, I definitely think that uh, they've. I think with me with 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 all the things that that's going on in Atlanta right now, with Russell Gage to step up the way that he has. I'll, I'll say give it about a couple of years and they're going to be talking about him as being one of the premier wideouts in the game. Yep. If he stays consistent the way that he's going. For sure. Um, that being said, let's move on to the next game. A game that a lot of people was looking forward to. A game that was very, very close and a game that legitimately came down to the wire. The Green Bay Packers and the Baltimore Ravens. Broke my son's heart. Can't help it. The Packers won 31 to 30. Now, this game had the ability to go into overtime, but let's break down the statistics before we get into that. Aaron Rodgers, 268 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Aaron Jones ran for 58 yards. Uh, AJ Dillon ran for 22 yards and got a touchdown. Um, Marquez uh, Valdez-Scantlin with 98 uh, receiving yards and a touchdown. Devontae Adams with 44 receiving yards and a touchdown. Mercedes Lewis kicked in 40. Um, uh, Rasal, um Adrian Amos and uh, Rizal Douglas, uh, eight total tackles apiece. Uh, Devondre Campbell with a sack in this game. Um, and then you go to the Ravens, uh, Tyler Huntley, in, in place of Lamar Jackson, 215 yards and two touchdowns. He also ran for 73 yards and, and two touchdowns. Uh, so he was all over the field. Uh, Mark Andrews, the tight end, 10 receptions, 136 yards and two touchdowns. Hollywood Brown, 10 receptions, 43 yards. Um, and uh, Patrick Queen with 13 total tackles. Josh Burns with eight total tackles and a sack. Uh, Justin Houston had half a sack. Uh, Justin Madubalki uh, with a with – a, uh, sack as well along with Tyrus Bowser um with a half a sack in this game. Uh this game bruh literally came down to the final play of the game in which they had the ability to either k- go kick it go into overtime or go for the win. And was it a mistake going for the two point conversion? How do you feel about it? Uh yeah I mean those two point conversions can be a little subjective. Um, 
you you wonder is it a good time to take it is it is it not uh i i personally think um it it was uh that was a moment you should have went for the two points and uh you know if, if you got it then hey good if you um you missed it then you know the outcome was going to be the same anyway um <clears throat> so you got to kind of you know weigh your your pros and cons I, I definitely think the two points should have been gone for right i mean my my i mean and i guess there's no wrong way or right way to look at it i mean if you go for the two point conversion and you get it you win the game if you go for the two point conversion and you don't get it you lose the game which unfortunately is what happened here but right. if you but if you take the pat and it goes into overtime okay yeah i mean you have a chance but if let's just say Green Bay gets the wins the coin toss, decides they want to receive and they run down the field for a touchdown, game's over anyway, you know. So yeah, there's multiple scenarios and there's multiple ways it could have went. Um, I mean, I don't blame the I don't blame John Harbaugh and the Ravens for going for it, um, but it does put them at a disadvantage at eight and six um, with other teams that are getting better <clears throat> underneath them they could possibly drop out of playoff contention if they're not careful. Exactly. Right. So that being said, let's move on to the next game. A game, the Sunday night main event, a game that I legitimately did not see happening this way. The New Orleans Saints defeated the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 9-0. to this is the first time in 15 years that Tom Brady was shut out in the game. Can you believe it? Now, I will throw the caveat out there that he was without Chris Godwin, who went down for the rest of the year with an ACL injury. Uh, he was he was without Mike Evans and without Leonard Fournette, so I will you know give credit where credit's due there. But let's break down some statistics real quick for the Saints. Taysom Hill, 154 yards. Uh... Taysom Hill also ran for 33 yards. Alvin Kamara, only 18 yards rushing in this game. Um, Marquez Callaway, six receptions, 112 yards, was the leading receiver. Uh, nobody else got over 20, uh, or no, over 17, rather. Uh, uh, Trey Quan Smith had 17. Um, the defense definitely was a step up. Uh, uh, Chauncey Garner-Johnson with the interception for them. Um Cameron Jordan and uh, Marcus Williams both with five tackles each. Cameron Jordan also had two sacks in the game, along with Marcus Davenport having a sack. Uh, David Onyemato with a sack. Um, and it was just a defensive battle. The only three, the only uh, times that scored were Brett Meyer scored three field goals in this game, which was the nine points that, that we spoke of just a second ago. Tom Brady, 214 total uh, passing yards. Zero touchdowns, one interception. Uh, Leonard Fournette did play a little, 34 yards, but he did get injured. Uh, Ronald Jones um, had 63 yards. Uh, Chris Godwin, 49 yards, went down with an injury. Tyler Johnson, 41. Leonard Fournette, 33. Rob Gronkowski, only 29 yards in this game. Tom Brady also lost a fumble in this game. Um, God bless Levante David because he tried his best, man. 11 total tackles, a sack, three tackles, four loss in this game. Uh, Joe, uh, Trayon, uh, Sojinka with, uh, or Sojinka, I'm sorry, uh, with a sack as well in this game. Ryan Suckup missed the field goal in the end. Eight punts, 
uh, in this game. So eight uh, missed missed opportunities in this game. Um, I mean, this game was one of those games I was like, what? How did you feel about this one with the Saints beating the Buccaneers? Oh, <clears throat> uh, it, so it, it it wasn't shocking that the Saints beat the Buccaneers. Right. Uh, it was shocking that the Saints shut out the Buccaneers. Yes. Uh, you know, for the first time in 15 years, Tom Brady doesn't score a, a touchdown at all. Like, shut completely out. Um you know, so uh, is is that indicative to who Tom Brady is, or is that indicative to the fact that most of his weapons went down with injuries? Um, right. You know, now this this is a, a divisional game, so they obviously play harder against each other because you're trying to make it out of that division to get that playoff spot. But uh, yeah, it's wow yeah that 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 was one of those games where i was like really <laughs> that happened uh, okay but i guess i guess i can't really we can't really say nothing because jacksonville <clears throat> beat buffalo nine to six right. Hell, the damn detroit lions just beat the arizona cardinals so you know so you right know, like but... it, it's 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 whoever's got the hot hand that day you know right and it uh it boils down to um <clears throat> I think <sighs> I think what the the narrative really is is that it was the Tampa Bay scored nothing with all that talent on that team. Tampa Bay scored nothing, right? No, that's definitely the narrative. Absolutely. All right, so we're gonna go from the Sunday games to our du- Monday night doubleheader, um, and the Monday night doubleheader was due to um, COVID concerns and things of that nature. They moved a couple of games back this week. Um, we had two Tuesday games. But we're going to get to the Monday games first. Uh, we're going to first kick it off with the uh, the Vegas Raiders and the Cleveland Browns. The Raiders came through with a victory, sixteen to fourteen, in this game. Um, the Raider Derek Carr, two hundred thirty six yards and a touchdown and an interception. Josh Jacobs ran for fifty two yards. Uh, Peyton Barber also had thirty four yards rushing as well. Um, Zay John, Zay John, uh, Jones, six receptions, sixty seven yards. Um, Brian Edwards was the lone receiver um, to get the to get a touchdown off of uh, three receptions for eight yards. Uh, Foster Monroe with 65 yards uh, uh, receiving in this game as well on seven receptions. Uh, Derek Carr fumbled twice, lost one. Um, you know, so that definitely almost could have you know handed the game over to Cleveland at that point. Uh, Jonathan Abram nine total tackles. KJ Wright eight total tackles in this game. Um, definitely did you know what they had to do to uh hold off the Cleveland Browns team. Um, now Baker Mayfield did not play in this game, so we will say that he was on the COVID list. Uh, Nick Mullins comes in, and for a third string uh quarterback, did an okay job 147 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Nick Chubb ran all over the field, 23 carries for 91 yards and a touchdown. Um, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones with 46, I'm sorry, uh, 48 uh, total receiving yards in this game. David Njoku with 29. Rashad Higgins with 24. Um, Harrison Bryant, uh, two receptions, 11 yards, and a touchdown. Um, MJ Stewart with the forced fumble. Uh, Jeremiah Osawu-Kara-Mufa 
with a forced fumble as well. Uh, Greedy Williams with a seven, with a, a seven yard interception return. Um, MJ Stewart also had 11 total tackles in this game. Sheldon Day had half a sack along with uh, Kuma Muda. With that, we shared it with him. Uh, Joe Jackson and Tommy uh, Tagila also had uh, also shared a sack in this game. Um, this game was one of those games where it was like, you know, it, COVID definitely affected this game a lot. <clears throat> um, oh yeah. So I'm thinking if the if the right players were in place, that the outcome might be different. But how do you feel about it? Well, I I, I think that if um. I think had had Baker Mayfield played this game, or even Case Keenum, where was he at? Is he he, he was also he no no he was also on the COVID list as well. Okay, so I, I I think that had Baker Mayfield or Case Keenum either one been the quarterback for this game, they probably would have won this game. Uh, right now, <clears throat> Nick Mullins, third string quarterback, uh, is he a rookie? Nope, this is his fourth season. I don't think I've ever heard of this kid a day I in haven't. my life. Nope. Um. You know, he comes in and like you said, he he does an okay job. You know, he's he's twenty for thirty, uh sixty-six completion percentage for hundred and forty-seven yards. He had one touchdown, no interceptions. Uh through through that twenty-five yard bomb. Yeah, um, that yeah, that was a nice that was a nice t- that was a nice uh throw. You know, so I mean he he definitely uh for a guy that man, uh I, I don't even know that he's ever started a game before until uh, Monday night. Right. Uh, and he, he, he looked good. They almost, almost won. I mean, they only lost right. by two, you know? Yeah. Um, and it would have made a, it would have made a, a pretty good statement. had, had he, had he won that game, not saying he would have took over the starting job, no, God but no. it would have been like, you know, it would have been like, Hey, you know, he, he did, he did a good job. He did decent, you know? Right. Um, um, but so yeah, I mean, I I I was impressed by him to to be able to come in and do what he did uh, and, and keep the Browns in this game. Right, absolutely. So, um, and I think it says more about I think it says more about David Carr and David Carr. I'm sorry, Derek Carr in a sense. Wow, that name out of nowhere. Um, I think that says more about Derek Carr that you were you were up against a third string quarterback and you guys only won by two. Exactly. I mean, what's going on Vegas? Come on. You got to get your shit together anyway. So that being said, we're going to go to the original scheduled Monday night football game of the Minnesota Vikings and the Chicago bears. Minnesota pulls out the victory 17 to nine. Uh, Kirk cousins only 87 yards passing in this game, but two touchdowns to speak of, uh, did have an interception in this game. So that did kind of, that did kind of hurt him uh, from the standpoint that, you know, it could have been more than what it was. Uh, Dalvin Cook ran, you know, 28 carries, 89 yards. Um, also, uh, Keeney uh, Nwang, Nwangu, I want to say that's how it's pronounced. Again, forgive me. 33 yards rushing in this game. Uh, Justin Jefferson, four receptions, 47 yards, uh, one touchdown. K.J. Osborne with 21 um Mr. Smith Marset also had a touchdown in this game. Um off it was just one reception, seven yards and a touchdown. Um, you know, it I mean Sheldon Richardson had a forced fumble. Cameron uh Danzler had a forced fumble. Uh 
DJ uh, Warnham had a forced fumble in this game. DJ Warnham also eight total tackles, three sacks, two tackles for a loss in this game. So he definitely stepped his game up in this in this uh, game. Uh, then you go to the Bears, Justin Fields getting the start, uh, two eighty five for a touchdown. Uh, David Montgomery runs for sixty yards in this game. Justin Fields ran for an additional thirty five. Uh, Cole Komet six receptions, seventy one yards. Uh, Daryl Mooney five receptions, uh, sixty three yards. Um, Jesper. Harstead, one reception, 19 yards, and a touchdown. So that was his the touchdown. But Justin Fields also lost a fumble. Dimitri Bird lost a fumble. David Montgomery lost a fumble. Uh, Robert Quinn forced a fumble, and Devon and uh, Dion Bush did get the interception. Um, but it may have been too little too late. Now, Akeem Hicks did have two sacks in this game, two tackles for a loss on five uh, tackles. Um, Alec Ogletree would, was a leading uh, tackler with eight. Um so the Bears were in this thing um, for, I mean, not really in it because, I mean, at one point they were down, uh, they were down uh, 17-3. Um, but they did, they tried to mount a comeback there in the fourth quarter. Um, unfortunately, it just did not pan out for them so well. Um, so how do you feel about the Vikings and the Bears? <clears throat> um, I mean, it, it was the Vikings doing what? I expected them to do right. If, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. I've said from the get go that the Vikings are a sleeper team. Right. Uh, where people overlook them because, Hey, it's, you know, it's case Keenum or not case Keenum. Uh, <laughs> it's Kirk cousins, it's Kirk cousins. <laughs> I, I was just looking at, uh, case Keenum's record or his, uh, stats. Right. Um, but yeah, so it's Kirk Cousins. You know, he since <clears throat> you know he's he was kind of you know a really good uh, quarterback, and then he kind of fell off a little bit, and then he got good again. And but he's always been kind of under the radar, right? Um, and everything. Uh, so so people always kind of overlook him and and the Vikings. I think because of that. Uh, right. Well, I think a lot of it also has to do with the fact that they play in the same division as the Green Bay Packers, and you know, as long as you have Aaron Rodgers, you have your chances of winning go up dr- dr- uh, dramatically. Exactly. Um, so you know, but, but but I mean, I mean, it's, and I mean, it's not like the Vikings can't pull off a victory when they need to. I mean, we all remember the the Minneapolis miracle uh, against the Saints in the playoffs uh, a couple years ago. Um, that was a again this a ridiculous play, but I mean, it was, it worked. So, you know, where are you going to go from it? Um, that being said though, let's move on to our Tuesday night games. Uh, the first game we're going to talk about is the Seattle Seahawks and the Los Angeles Rams. Oh, excuse me. Rams did pull away with the victory 20 to 10 in this game. Uh, the game looked like it was going to be a good game. Like, I mean, it was 10 to 10 going into the fourth quarter and then the Rams just, you know, decided they were just going to ice it and take over. Uh, but we'll start with the Seahawks first. Russell Wilson, 156 yards. Um, unfortunately, he did throw the interception in this game, so that did hurt him. Um, DJ Dallas, 41 yards rushing and a touchdown. Uh, Gerald Everett was the leading receiver at with uh, four receptions and 60 yards. Uh, D- DK Metcalf, 52 yards. 
only caught 50% of all the passes. He, he had he had six receptions, but he was thrown to 12 times in this game. It's like Russell Wilson is going to the well once too often a lot of times. Um, now, uh, 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 Quandre Diggs also with an interception in this game. Um, Jordan Brooks was a leading tackler with um, 13 total tackles. Uh, Carlos Dunlap, man, three sacks, three tackles for a loss in this game. Rashad Green with a, with a sack as well. Um, so the, the defense definitely, you know, did the best that they could. Um, and then you go to the Rams, Matthew Stafford, 244 for two for two touchdowns, an interception. Uh, Sony Michelle ran all over the field, 92 yards. Daryl Henderson also had uh, 23. Van Jefferson kicked in a run himself with a 10-yarder. Cooper Cup, again, is going off. Nine receptions, 138, I'm sorry, 136 yards and two touchdowns in this game. Um I mean, what else can you say, man? I mean, Cooper Cup is that guy now, you know. Uh, Odell Beckham only had one catch for seven yards. They didn't really need him to do all that much. They, I think Odell know this is Cooper Cup's team, in a sense. You know, like he's the number one guy. So Odell just needs to get in where he fits in. And sometimes he, he, he'll he get, you know, four receptions for 100 and something, you know. But maybe some days he'll just catch one pass. But if it's a pass that's going to work for him, then that, that's what they'll take. Um Taylor Rapp with an interception in this game. Um, the defense stepped up a lot. Uh, Ernest Jones with uh, 11 total tackles led the team. Von Bell, I'm sorry, not Von Bell, Von Miller uh, with a sack <laughs> in this game. Um, Aaron Donald with a sack in this game. Leonard Floyd with a sack in this game. Um, Jalen Ramsey had five total tackles in this game. Uh, just all over the field. How do you feel about this game in particular? I mean, yeah, we, we I think we I think we all had the Rams winning this one. Um were you surprised that it stayed as close as it did going into the fourth quarter? Um, I, I I was, and I also wonder, uh, and this just could be me thinking outside the box, is um, uh, Russell Wilson, is he still feeling the effects of that hand injury? I, I want to say you know he, what I mean? Yeah, and I, 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 get, I totally get what you're saying. I understand, um, but you also got. But he's also without Tyler Lockett as well. Uh, he hasn't been playing. He hasn't played. I, I think he's. I think he might be on the COVID list too. Um, but I'm not 100 sure. I think he might be. I think he's going to be back this upcoming week. So he'll have that extra receiver. Uh, but yeah, I think the hand injury is playing somewhat of a mental game with Russell Wilson at this point. <clears throat> Right. Um, now, now the Rams. I mean, Matthew Stafford is is proving all the doubters wrong. Um, everybody who, when he left Detroit and went to the Rams uh, in in that that trade, uh, everybody said, "Oh, Detroit." Myself included. Detroit's going to do better. Uh, Matthew Stafford's not that guy. Well, I, I'm here to tell you, I apologize, Matthew Stafford. Uh, <laughs> continue doing you and, and proving the haters wrong uh because you've got the rams at 10 and 4 right now uh definitely uh, going into um getting a uh a playoff berth for sure right so but 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 here's the thing like i th- matthew stafford hasn't had a receiver like cooper cup since megatron now I'm not saying Cooper Cup is Megatron, ladies and gentlemen. Don't think, don't come at me with torches and pitchforks. I'm just saying that a receiver this good, he hasn't had that 
since Megatron. You know what I mean? So as long as, which Megatron was just, Calvin Johnson was just, a, 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 I don't believe he's human. Like, I mean, he was that good. He was just that good of a wide receiver. Um, and I'm not saying Cooper Cup can be, I mean, he might get there one day. He ain't there yet. But as of right now, Cooper Cup is, I would say, top five wide receiver in the game. Maybe top three if you if you really wanted wanted to, wanted to put me on the spot. Um, uh, I, you know, I, I I can go top five for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, but in that, I have to include uh, a guy whose technical position isn't wide receiver. And that's Travis Kelsey. Okay, so so okay, so when you buckle, so, so you so you're coupling in receiver and tight end together, not all, when, but but of, not all tight ends. That's the thing. Okay, because Travis Kelsey, his his position on the chart says tight end, but he's right. a wide receiver. <laughs> I, no, I, no, I do agree. I mean, I personally, I mean, I I think Travis Kelsey's the best wide receiver in the game right now. It goes him, Gronk, and Kittle. Um. And Zach Ertz, if he could stay healthy, I would go. I, I would put Kittle over Gronk. You put are, Kittle who, over Gronk, who who are currently playing now. Gronk may by the end of it be top three best tight ends of all time, right? Um, but we have to look at what's what's going on on the field right now, and Gronk's doing well. Don't get me wrong, right? But he's got Tom Brady throwing to him. That's true. Now, That's true. But Travis Kelsey has my homeboy. You know what I mean? But you got to look. My homeboy's had some off games. That's true. That is true. That is true. But so, so but, but but you know what? So's the goat. So I mean, right? That that goes. I mean, you know. But anyway, but yeah, you know, good win by the Rams. You know, it's good to see Stafford. You know, doing his thing. Uh, and then we go to the Tuesday night main event. I'm going to look back here and see how much time we got, making sure we can get this thing under two hours. Yep. Uh, so we got um, the Eagles and the Washington football team. Eagles pulling away with the victory 27-17. to 17. Um, The game looked like it was going to be close uh, right there at halftime at 10-10. to 10. Um, and then Philadelphia goes on that run in the third quarter, and then they try to come back. But anyway, let's, let's, go, let's go to his. Okay, so no – no uh Tyler Heineke, no Kyle Allen. Um it was Garrett Gilbert making the start for the Washington football team this week. 194 yards, total passing yards, no touchdowns and no interceptions. Antonio Gibson ran for 26 yards and a touchdown. Jarrett Patterson ran for 20 yards and a touchdown uh in this game. Uh Terry McLaurin was the leading receiver at 51 yards. Antonio Gibson also kicked in with six receptions and 39 yards. Um, uh, let's see. Let me scroll through this. I'm sorry. Uh, Landon Collins did get the interception for them uh, in this game. Jeremy Rivas, uh, 12 total tackles. Cole Holcomb with uh, 10 total tackles. Jonathan Allen with a sack in this game, along with uh, Bumry uh, Ratimi with a sack and Montez Sweat also with a sack as well in this game. Uh, and then you go over to the Eagles. Jalen Hurts, 296 yards, a touchdown and an interception in this game. He also ran for two touchdowns on 38 uh, receiving, um, 38 rushing yards. Miles Sanders ran all over the field, 18 carries for 131 yards. Jordan Howard also kicked in 69 yards. Dallas Goddard, 
seven receptions, 135 yards in this game. Der- uh, Greg Ward, two receptions, 28 yards, and a touchdown. Jalen Rager also had 57 uh, yards receiving. Uh, now, Jalen Hurts did lose a fumble in this game, so that could have cost them later on down. But Fletcher Cox and both, both him and Alex Singleton had forced fumbles in this game. Um, Alex Singleton was also the leading tackler with eight total tackles. Fletcher Cox was the leading sack getter with two total sacks in the game. Um, how did you feel about this one? I mean, this was a game that was kind of predicated on, okay, which one of these teams is going to try to make a run at Dallas or at least try to make that run into um, an NFC playoff spot? How did you feel about this one as a whole? Um, It was kind of one of those games where I, I – I feel like the team that won shouldn't have won, uh, and, and it's it's due to you know the the COVID bug, uh, you know, uh, right? Because I think had had uh, Taylor Heineke played, they they probably would have done a whole lot better. Uh, I, I do know that after uh, after losing that game, they are officially uh, out of the playoffs for now uh right you know they lost their spot to dallas we'll talk about that here in a minute but right um, yeah uh it it was i definitely think that the wrong team won uh and i'm sorry to all of my friends that are eagles fans but i I just think washington's a, a better football team and they're going to get better Right. I think if Taylor Heineke was to play this game, I think the game, the outcome would have probably been the way it was supposed to. But because he, he was not uh, on the t- on the field this week, it definitely stifled him a lot. Right. Um, that being said, though, that is it for week 15. That is our review. Um, before we jump on into week uh, 16, let's go ahead and let's knock out these power rankings real quick. Are you ready? Yep, let's do it. All right, uh, bumping up. Okay, let's go ahead and do our teams first. The Houston Texans jumped from 31 to 29, bumping up two spots in the power rankings this week. The uh, Denver Broncos dropped from 22 to 23 uh, in the in the power rankings this week. The Dolphins jumped from 14 to 13 this week, so creeping into some good territory. But now let's jump into the top 10. Okay, number 10 this week. The Los Angeles Chargers. I don't agree with it, but whatever. Number nine, the Buffalo Bills. Number eight, the Dallas Cowboys. Number seven, the New England Patriots. Number six, the Indianapolis Colts. Number five, the Arizona Cardinals. Number four, the Los Angeles Rams. Number three, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Number two, the Kansas City Chiefs. And number one, the Green Bay Packers. How do you feel about this list so far? Uh, I, I mean, it, it's pretty indicative to, of the way that I think it, it, it was going to go. Um, I, I find it uh, ironic that Tampa Bay only dropped one position and they were shut out. Um, yeah. I, I would have dropped them lower. Yeah, yeah. I, I would have dropped them a little lower. I don't know without putting pen to paper where exactly I would have put them. They'd still be in the top ten for sure. Yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, they're I, sitting at ten and four right now, so you know they're definitely one of the elite teams. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I would have, I mean, Green Bay and Kansas City makes sense being number one, number two. I would have put the Rams at three, honestly. Um, and probably the Cardinals at four. Tampa Bay, I'd probably put it five, I guess. I think Indy being at six is is, is good. I think uh, Dallas I think Dallas should be over Indy. Um Okay. But I mean it, it, and that's I, I I'm a Dallas hater, but I, I think they should be over Indy. Uh I would probably go it just just rough draft off the top of my head. Green Bay one, Kansas City two. Uh I'll give you Rams at three, Cardinals at four. Uh, Tampa Bay five, Dallas six, Indy okay. seven. Okay. Um, Buffalo. Because right now the Patriots. Okay. Yeah. Buffalo, so you would have the Patriots eight. over. No, okay. no. Patriots over Buffalo right so now. So you would have the Patriots. So you'd have the Patriots still at seven. Yeah. Um, Buffalo Tennessee, at eight. Tennessee at eight. Oh, okay. Uh, Tennessee at eight, Buffalo nine, Minnesota ten. Okay, just I would. I'm just throwing it out there. Okay, um, I would. I mean, I th- I still think San Francisco should be in the top ten. In my opinion. I would have them over. I definitely have them over the Chargers. Like I know that I know. I mean, they got the same equal record as the Chargers, so I mean, it's not that big of a discrepancy. But still, I mean, I just think they were just playing way better. That being said, though, ladies and gentlemen, that is the that is the power rankings for this week. Um, let's go quickly to the playoff picture, real quick. Um, I'll do the NFC. Chip, you knock out the AFC. In the NFC, the number one seed already clinching a spot in the postseason. The Green Bay Packers at number one. Will they stay at number one? We'll have to find out. Uh, but they are definitely a lock. Um, for the playoff berth. Um, Dallas at two, Green, uh, Tampa Bay at three, Arizona at four, L.A. at five, um, San Francisco at six, and Minnesota at seven, followed by the Eagles, the Saints, the Washington football team, the Falcons, the Panthers, the Seahawks, and the Giants. Um, now, this week, because of the loss to Minnesota, the Chicago Bears have been officially eliminated from playoff contention and are currently sitting right now at the fifth spot in the uh, current uh, upcoming 2022 NFL draft. Um, so if the playoffs were to start today, Green Bay would get the bye. Dallas would play Minnesota. Tampa Bay would play San Francisco. And Arizona would play the L.A. Rams. All right. That's the, that's the NFC. Chip, hit them with the AFC. Over at the AFC, we got Kansas City at one, New England at two, Tennessee three, Cincinnati four, Indianapolis five, the Chargers at six, and Buffalo at seven. Uh, Giving Kansas City that that buy in the first round, uh, then it would be Buffalo versus New England, the Chargers versus the Titans, and the Colts versus the Bengals. Um, The worst team in the AFC now is the Jacksonville Jaguars after the loss to the to the Texans and they sit at the number one overall pick in the upcoming 2022 NFL draft followed by Detroit then Houston then the Jets and as you just said the Bears uh, although their pick goes to the Giants who also pick at six uh, right. Carolina at seven Carolina at seven Seattle is at eight but their pick goes to the Jets Atlanta at nine and Washington at ten. Uh, I won't go any further. Uh, we'll just do the the top ten in the draft as it sits today. 
Right. And on the bubble in the AFC, I just want to point this out real quick, mm-hmm. um, that one, two, three, four, five teams are eight and six, which is the Bengals, the Colts, the Chargers, the Bills, and the Ravens are kind of sitting out there and they're like the first team outside the bubble. And then you have the seven and six and one uh, Steelers team. And then you have the Raiders, Dolphins, Browns, and Broncos all sitting at seven and seven. A lot has to happen in order for any of those teams that are seven and seven to possibly make the playoffs. Uh, running the table will definitely help, and maybe seeing a lot of these other teams fall would definitely help out a lot there. Um, before we jump on to week 16, I think we have time. Uh, let's go ahead and let's jump to they released just this past week the 2022 Pro Bowl selections. Um, I'll run down the NFC real quick, and then Chip can run down the AFC. Uh, but let's run it down real quick. Offense, the quarterback selected uh, for the NFC, Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers, Tom Brady for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Kyler Murray for the Arizona Cardinals. Running back selected, Dalvin Cook of the Minnesota Vikings, James Conner of the Arizona Cardinals, and Alvin Kamara from the New Orleans Saints. Wide receiver selected, Cooper Cup from the LA Rams, Devontae Adams from the Green Bay Packers, Justin Jefferson from the Minnesota Vikings, and Debo Samuel from the San Francisco 49ers. The two tight ends selected, George Kittle from the San Francisco 49ers and Kyle Pitts from the Atlanta Falcons. Offensive tackles are Trent Williams from the San Francisco 49ers, Tristan Rift from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Tyron Smith of the Dallas Cowboys. Offensive guards are Zach Martin from the Dallas Cowboys, Brandon Sharif from the Washington the football team and Ali Marpet from the from the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Centers are Jason Kelsey of the Philadelphia Eagles, Ryan Jensen of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Fullback selected is Kyle Jessick of the San Francisco 49ers. Defense. Defensive ends, Nick Bosa of the San Francisco 49ers, Brian Burns of the Carolina Panthers, and Cameron Jordan of the, of the New Orleans Saints. Interior lineback, interior lineman, Aaron Donald of the Los Angeles Rams, Jonathan Allen of the Washington football team, and Kenny Clark of the Green Bay Packers. Outside linebackers, Chandler Jones of the Arizona Cardinals, Robert Quinn for the Chicago Bears, and Shaquille B- uh, Barrett of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Inside middle linebacker, M- Mika Parsons, of Dallas Cowboys and Bobby Wagner, Seattle Seahawks. Cornerback selected Trayvon Diggs of the Dallas uh, Cowboys, uh, Jalen Ramsey of the Los Angeles Rams, Darius Slay of the Philadelphia Eagles, and Marshawn Lattimore of the New Orleans Saints. Free safety selected was uh, uh, Quandre Diggs from Seattle Seahawks. Strong safeties, Buda Baker from the Arizona Cardinals, and Harrison Smith of the Minnesota Vikings. Long snapper, Josh Harris of the Atlanta Falcons. Punter, Brian Anger of the Dallas Cowboys. Place kicker, Matt Gay of the, of the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Jakeem Grant of the Chicago Bears as the return specialist. Special teamers, JT uh, Gray of the uh, New Orleans Saints. And that is the NFC. Um, but, but you got the AFC? I do. Uh, <clears throat> quarterbacks, Justin Herbert from the Chargers, Pat Mahomes from the Chiefs, and Lamar Jackson from the Ravens. Running backs, Jonathan Taylor from the Colts, Nick Chubb from the Browns, Joe Mixon from the Bengals. Wide receivers are Tyreek Hill from the Chiefs, Jamar Chase from the Bengals, Stephon Diggs from the Bills, and Keenan Allen from the Chargers. The tight ends are Mark Andrews from the Ravens Tra- and Travis Kelsey from the Chiefs. Uh, the offensive tackles of Rashawn Slater from the Chargers, Orlando Brown from the Chiefs, Deion Dawkins from the Bills. Uh, the offensive guard are Quentin Nelson from the Colts, Joel Betonio from the Browns, and Wyatt Teller also from the Browns. 
uh, centers Corey Lindsley from the Chargers, Ryan Kelly from the Colts. Uh, the one fullback is uh, Patrick Ricard from the Ravens. On defense, uh, defensive end, Miles Garrett from the Browns, Max Crosby from the Raiders, Trey Hendrickson from the Bengals, interior lineman DeForest Buckner from the Colts, Chris Jones from the Chiefs, and Cameron Hayward from the Steelers. Outside linebackers, TJ Watt from the Steelers, Joey Boza from the Chargers, and Matt Judon from the Patriots. Inside middle linebacker, Darius Leonard from the Colts, and Denzel Perryman from the Raiders. Cornerbacks are J.C. Jackson from the Patriots, Xavier Howard from the Dolphins, Denzel Ward from the Browns, and Kenny Moore from the Colts. Free safety, free safety is Kevin Byard from the Titans. Strong safety, Derwin James from the Chargers, and Tyron Matthew from the Chiefs. Special teams, long snapper, Luke Rhodes from the Colts, punter A.J. Cole from the Raiders, uh, place kicker, Justin Tucker from the Ravens. Couldn't have picked that one better. Uh, right. Return specialist, Devin DuVernay from the Ravens. Uh, special teamer, Matt Slater from the Patriots. Yes. So congratulations to all of the Pro Bowlers for the 2022, uh, upcoming 2022 Pro Bowl game. Hopefully they'll play a Pro Bowl game this year instead of it being all Madden, but you never know. That being said, Week 16 is right now upon us. Bubba, if you're ready, let's hit us with the first one. All right. Uh, first up is our Thursday night main event, and that's the uh, San Francisco 49ers and the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I think this is going to be a good game. Titans are going to pull out the win here, though, I think. Uh, I don't know. Something's telling me San Francisco is going to pull out the win. I'm leaning more towards San Francisco to pull this one off. All right. Uh, All Roger's right. going to go with San or, um Tennessee to win this one as well. Okay. Yay against the grain again. Yay. All right. <laughs> you got to love it. Uh, right. Next up is our first uh, Saturday game. Uh, Cleveland's going to try this one again, and they're going to face the Packers. Uh, and I, I, I don't care who the Browns get back off of the COVID list. Green Bay wins this one. Yeah, Green Bay's got it. Uh, Rogers also going with Green Bay. Uh, there we go. Next up is our second Saturday game, the Indianapolis Colts versus the Arizona Cardinals. Um, I'm going to go with the Cardinals to win this one. Um, I think the Colts have a good chance to win, uh, but I think after losing to Detroit the way that they lost to Detroit, Arizona's going to come out and really look to make a statement. I, I understand where you're coming from from that one, but, man, Indianapolis has momentum on their side right now, dude. I I, God, I mean, Jonathan Taylor's hard to stop right now, and, you know, they proved, the, you know, Carson Wentz don't need to throw two, 300 yards a game for this team to be successful. And uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm leaning toward the Colts on this one. I think the Colts are going to end up winning it. All right. Uh, Roger's going to go with Arizona to win this one as well. Um, okay. You are – Double against the grain. Next I up, know, right? <laughs> yep. Uh, now we're going to start our run of Sunday games, and we got the Detroit Lions versus the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I, I, <clears throat> I think the the Lions beating Arizona in the fashion that they beat Arizona in is a huge anomaly. That is not indicative of that team at all. Uh, right. And I think Atlanta wins this one. 
Yeah, I got Atlanta pulling out to win too. Plus it's in the plus it's in the in in uh in I almost said the Georgia Dome. They don't play in the Georgia Dome anymore. But it's in <laughs> it's at it's it's a home game for Atlanta. So um but I don't know. The the if the Lions win, it wouldn't surprise me just based on the momentum that they got going on right now. But man, Atlanta's just I, I got Atlanta winning this one. I think it's just not gonna be that big of an upset. <laughs> Atlanta All right. this one. Uh, Roger's going to go against the grain and pick Detroit. Uh, Next up, we got the Baltimore Ravens versus Cincinnati Bengals. Um, Mm. This one was kind of a toss-up for me, uh, but I think the Bengals are going to win this one. Sorry, Malachi. Yeah, I got to go with the Bengals too. Well, I'm going with the Bengals for a different reason because if the Ravens lose and the Dolphins win, it could propel, you know, it could start – the trajectory going up for them, but that's for a different story. Uh, but yeah, but honestly, but for this game particularly, man, the Bengals are just playing lights out, man. And I think that they'll, and the Ravens are starting to show signs of struggle in a sense. Um, but I think the Bengals can, I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a highly contested game, but I think the Bengals are still going to pull off the victory. All right. Uh, Rogers also going with Cincinnati to win this one. Uh, next up, we got the LA Rams versus the Minnesota Vikings. I would love this one's make, intriguing. It's very intriguing. I, I would love to say that I think that the Vikings are going to win this one, but I think the Rams ha- have kind of hit their stride, uh, especially with adding uh, OBJ. You know, he, he just pulls a defender away from Cooper Cup. So right. it opens it opens Cooper Cup up for more. He's not being double teamed as much now. Uh, right. So I'm going with LA to win this one. Yeah, I'm gonna go with LA to win this one too. I mean, it would be a cool story to see the Vikings pull off a victory against the Rams, but I mean, I don't know. I, I got to go with my head, not my heart here. I'm gonna go with the Rams. Uh, Rogers also gonna go with the Rams. Um, next up is the the Buffalo Bills versus the New England Patriots. Um, I want to make a case for the Patriots to win this one. Uh, but I think the Bills have kind of re-entered their stride. And I, I think the Bills are going to win this one. I don't know. If they if 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 they play Buffalo the same way they played them last time, they could possibly win it again. Um, I don't know. I think it might be different this time around. I think they're going to be more prepared for it this time around than last time. Uh, I don't know. You know what? I'm gonna coin flip it just because I don't want to. Let me let me give me one second here. All right, I'm going. With, I'm going with the Bills to win it. All right, Rogers also gonna go with the Bills to win this one. Uh, next up, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the New York Jets. Uh, and I know you are a huge uh, f the Jets guy, but right. uh, I, I, man, I think they're gonna win this one. It's a tie. They both lose. <laughs> uh, I you mean, know, you can pick that if you want. Yeah, I, I, th- I don't think I've ever pushed. Uh, I don't think I've ever done a tie. Um, but nah, I need the points. Uh, um, honestly, though, man, yeah, I mean, Jacksonville, against my better judgment, yeah, I'm going to go with the Jets. Only because Jacksonville is a horrible team right now. At least the Jets... I can honestly say the Jets have a a quarterback that can that's not an interception machine. He just gets sacked a lot. 
you right. know he's a sack um, machine not an interception he's a sack machine not an interception machine right unlike trevor lawrence god god bless him um but yeah i mean god i can't it i about i about up chuck just now just saying that but yeah i'm gonna go with the jets to beat the jaguars all right roger's also gonna go with the jets uh next up we got the giants versus the eagles um I uh, uh this was a this was kind of a toss up for me because uh, I don't think either team is is especially good. Uh, I think they're kind of on par with each other, but I'm going to go with Philadelphia to win this one. I'm also going with Philadelphia to win this one, and Rogers going to go with Philadelphia to win this one. Uh, okay. Next up, we got the 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 Bucks versus the Panthers. Um, I think the Bucks are going to win, and I don't. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be a pretty close game, um, because the Bucks are going to be without uh, some of their weapons. But I don't think Tom Brady is going to allow that team to lose two straight. Yeah, and hopefully not in the same fashion either. Right. Yeah, um, but I'm, I'm going with the Bucks too. Right now, the Panthers are just they're they're slowly but surely turning into a bad football team and you know yet we had such high hopes for them and then it turned to shit right uh rogers also gonna go with tampa bay to win this one uh next up we got the chargers versus the texans as much as i would love to see the texans win another one it's not gonna happen justin herbert is the better quarterback i think he has uh, probably the better weapons, and I definitely right. think the Chargers have the better defense. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, the Chargers going to win this one. Um, I don't think it's going to be a a, a a reckoning. I just, I mean, it's the, the Texans might keep it close, but Chargers could Chargers going to win this one. Uh, and Rogers also going with the Chargers. Uh, next right. up, we got the Chicago Bears versus the Seattle Uh-oh. Seahawks. Um, man, I, I would love to be able to make a case for, uh, the Chicago bears, but I can't, uh, and I'm going to go with the Seahawks, but I do think it's going to be pretty close. Yeah. I also got the, uh, Seahawks winning this one as well. Um, the, the bears are just not playing good right now. Uh, now not to say the Seahawks are playing good, but you know, uh, yeah, yeah. See, yeah, I'll go Seahawks. All right. Uh, Rogers also going to go Seahawks. Next up, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers versus Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, we've talked about it. The Steelers are kind of in shambles right now. Uh, right. Big Ben's not playing well. Um, the receivers aren't playing well. Um, but I, I'm going to go with Kansas City to win this one. Yeah, um, the only the only thing about Kansas City is that Monday Travis Kelsey was put on the COVID list, um, so they are going to be without him this for this upcoming week. But I don't think it's going to make too much of a difference because, like what we said, uh, Pittsburgh's just ah, excuse me, uh, Pittsburgh's just not a good team right now. Um, they're going they're back and forth. They waffle a lot, and they they win the games that they should win but they lose the games that they should lose i guess would be the best way to describe it um right. but either way i got winning all right and rogers also got the chiefs winning 
next up, we got the Denver Broncos versus the LA Raiders. Um, I mean, this one was a, it, it was a, a coin flip for me. Um, right. And the coin, the coin landed on the, the Denver Broncos to win this one. Uh, we already know that uh, Teddy Bridgewater is not going to play in this game. So let's hope that Drew Locke uh, steps up and wins this for them. Right. Absolutely. Uh, I'm, I don't know. I'm leaning more toward uh, Vegas to win this one. I think Vegas is going to end up take, pulling out the victory in this one. All right. Uh, Roger, of course, is going to go with Denver. Of course he is. Of course he is. <clears throat> Next up, we got our Sunday night main event. Uh, and this is the Washington football team versus the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Washington will get Taylor Heineke back. Um, I think that they're going to win this one. Um, I, and I think it's going to be really close. Uh, you know, within three. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be close, but... Something tells me the Cowboys are going to pull this one off. It's at it's in Jerry World. It's Sunday night. It's you know bright lights, big city. You know, I don't know, man. Something about and, and Dallas is still playing very, very well. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I think I just got the Cowboys winning this one. All right, uh, Rogers going to go with Washington wins to win this one. I'm uh, all over the place, like totally against the grain everywhere we look. You you all are. Right. So either you're going to have a really good record or a really or bad a record. Really shitty one, right? Um, and now for our uh, Monday night main event, and that this is if no games get pushed due to COVID, we got the Miami Dolphins versus the New Orleans Saints. Uh, I'm going with Miami to win this one. Miami, and this is a straight up pure homer pick. Miami. Now this isn't a pure homer pick. Miami's playing better football. Miami's got the better team. Um, right. It just, it's just Miami's better overall here. Right. Um, Rogers also going with Miami to win this one. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. Hopefully it happens, man. Look forward to it. Okay. So out of all the games we talked about tonight, give me three games that you think are going to be candidates for games of the week. Um, I'm going to go Washington Cowboys. Okay. I'm going to go Bill's Patriots. Uh, I'm going to go Colts Cardinals. Okay. I'm going to go with uh, Bills Patriots. I'm going to go with Ravens Bengals. And that I'm going to go with... Uh, say what now? As that would be my fourth. Yeah. And Washington uh, Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. And I just... And because the Monday night or just because it's the Dolphins, you know. Well, of course. Um, yeah, of course. Uh, so that being said, ladies and gentlemen, that has been week 16 predictions. If you have predictions, let us know. Shoot us at, shoot us an email. Let us know on our social pages if you guys uh, want to either debate our predictions, talk about our predictions, laugh at us because we got it wrong, which I'm sure happens more often than not. You just don't post it on the socials. <laughs> that being said, though, thank you guys for tuning into this episode of Are You Race with Football? Chip, anything you want to say before we bounce out here this evening? Uh Two, t- two things tonight. First of all, I want to thank all the listeners. Uh, I just got some analytics in tonight as we were recording. We are now ranked in the top 5% of all podcasts in the world. Thank you guys Hell so much. Yes. Uh, That's what I'm talking about. Thank you guys. So much. It means the world to us. Uh, <clears throat> you know, it's 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 only up for here 
are up from here for us. Um, and we, we thank all of our fans, all of our listeners. Uh, you guys truly, truly mean the world to us. Also, check out movementradio.us. That is your one-stop shop for all things Movement Radio. Couple of quick shout outs. Shout out to our good friend Sean Thompson at Thompson Personal Training. Go check out his information on Thompson uh, Personal Training on Facebook. Our good friends Jerry and Jennifer over at the Chronic Conversations podcast. Chip is going to be on the Chronic Conversation podcast upcoming very soon. I'm also going to be, uh, I've also been contacted by uh, our good buddies Jerry and Jennifer. We're going to be on there. Uh, I'm gonna, Chip's going to do one. I'm going to do one. Then we're going to end up doing a collaborative effort together with Cr- Chronic Conversations. It should be an uh, interesting uh an interesting uh, uh, conversation as always. Uh, also, our good friends Andrew and Sean at the Warrior Workout Network. Go check out their content. They got a lot of cool stuff going on. And again, man, I, I can't thank you guys enough. We can't thank you guys enough, man. Top five, I mean, it, it's amazing, you know. And uh, to think, you know, you know, two, you know, independent wrestlers from Chattanooga, Tennessee, you know, started a podcast and bam, here we are. You know what I mean? Um, and also shout out to our good buddy, Roger Sierra, who couldn't make it with us tonight, man. Hopefully we'll have you back on the show really, really soon. Uh, that being said, we love you guys. We thank you guys. We appreciate you guys. And we'll see you guys right back here next time on another edition of Are You Ready for Some Football? Chip, let's hit him with the outro. Please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Make sure you follow us on all of our social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Check out the YouTube channel. Subscribe. Click that bell to get notified of our latest videos. And once again, check out movementradio.us. I am Chip Hazard. And I am Talon Williams. And this is Movement Radio. God's plan.